0: The Toll House is all nonsense, said Jack Barnes. Of course people have died in the house. People die in every house. As for the noises, wind in the chimney, rats in the worst are very convincing to a nervous man. Give me another cup of tea, Miguel. They're still right of first, said Miguel. Residing at the tea table of the Three Feathers Inn, you had two. Lester and White finished their cups with irritating slowness, pausing between sips to the swift aroma, to discover the sex and dates of arrival the strangers were floated in some numbers in the beverage. Mr. Miguel served them to the brim, and then turned to the grimly expectant Mr. Barnes, blatantly requested him to ring for hot water. But try and keep your nerves in their present healthy condition, they remarked, My part, I have a sort of half-and-half belief in the supernatural. All sensible people have, said Lester. An aunt of mine saw a ghost once. White nodded. I had an uncle that saw one. He said. It's always somebody else that sees one. Them, said Barnes. Well, there is the house, said Miguel large house at an absurdly low rent, nobody would take it, it's even its taken to at least one life of every family that lived there, ever short the time, and since it stood, empty caretaker after caretaker died there, last caretaker died fifteen years ago, exactly, said Barnes, long enough ago for legends of Kumagate, Gates I'll bet you were sorry you wouldn't spend the night there alone. For all your talk, said White slowly. And I, said Lester. No, said Barnes slowly. I don't believe in ghosts, nor any supernatural things whatsoever. All the same, I admit I should not care to pass a night there here alone. And why not? replied White. Wind in the chimney, said Miguel with a grin. Rats in the try chimed in, Lester. As you like, said Barnes, colouring. Suppose we all go, said Miguel, start after supper, and get there after eleven, about eleven. We've been walking for ten days now, we're about an adventure, said so Barnes "Discovery the, the ditch water smells longest. Be novelty at any rate. If we break the smell, or by all surviving, great fauna might come down. Handsome. Let's see what the landlord has to say about it first, said Lester. We've no fun in passing night in an ordinary out empty house and make sure it is haunted. Rang the bell and, sending for the landlord, Appealed to him in the name of our humanity, not to let him waste a night watching the house of which spectres of old goblins had had part. The play was more than reassuring. The landlord of this, this, describing with skilful art, the exact appearance of a head, which had been seen hanging out a the window in the moonlight, wound up with a plate, urged request Chris, that they would settle it bill before they went. It's all very well, you young gentlemen, to have fun, said indignantly, but supposing, as how you all found dead in the morning, what about me? I ain't called a toll-house for nothing, you know. To retire day last, cried Barnes, air of polite derision. A tramp was near, it was applying, he went there for the sake of half a crown, they found him next morning hanging for the pastries, Dead. Suicide, said Barnes, on a sound mind. Landlord nod- nodded, that's what the jury brought it in. in-, it in. He said, early, but his mind was sound love. When he went in there, i known him off and off, on for years. I am a poor man. I would not spend the night in a house for a hundred pounds," repeated his mark as they started their expedition. A few days, hours later, they let us... The inn was closing for the night. Bolts shot noisily behind them as the regular customers trudged slowly by woods. They set up at a brisk pace in the direction of the house. Most of the cottage were all in darkness. Night and went out as they passed. It seems rather hard that he have Got to, to lose the night to rest, in order to convince Barnes the existence of ghosts. Said White. It is a good cause. Said Miguel. I have a, a most worthy object, and something, things seem to tell me we shall succeed. They won't forget. The, didn't forget the candles, sir. You will too. Said the reply. The old man could spare. They've not a little moon, but little moon, and my night was cloudy. The well behind the high-teachers were dark. In one place, they ran through a wood so black they twice stumbled into uneven ground beside the side of it. Can't seem comfortable beds for this, said the white again. Let me see. This is a desirable residence to go? Why isn't it right, does it? Doesn't it? Go on, said Miguel. It won't do the first time, besides. We're going to go white us to the softness, the cleanliness, and the subject. To comfort the bed is cry sailing further and further to the distance, and Miguel's guidance, they turned off the rails right, to the right, and after walk, a walk of a quarter-mile to the gates of the house before now. them was hidden by overgrown shrubs. A drive was choked with rogue ropes. Miguel, alone leading, they pushed through the dark pale house loomed above them. There is a window in the back where we can get in, said the landlord said, Lando, a Lester, as he stood before the whole door. Windows, he began. Nonsense. Let's do the thing properly. Here's the knocker. Where's the knocker? He knelt for the darkness and gave it a thundering tat tat at the door. Don't worry, you fool, said Barnes quickly. Cozy servants are all asleep, said Mel Gravely. I'll wake them up before I have done with. It's a scandalous keeping us out here in the dark. He piled the knocker again and a noise volleyed into the emptors beyond then with a sudden exclamation he put his hands and stumbled forward why it's open all the time he said with uncatching voice come on i believe it's open said lester hanging back somebody's playing with that's a trick nonsense miguel sharply me. give me a candle thanks who's got a match barn produced a box and struck one of the girls, shielding a candle with his hand led away forward to the foot of the stairs shut the door somebody he said, there's too much draught Says shut. Is it shut? The white glancing behind him. The girl fingered his chin. Who shut it? He cried, looking from one to the other. Who came in last? I did, said Lester. I don't remember shutting it. Perhaps I did though. The girl about to speak, thought better of it. And still carefully guarding in the flame, going to explore the house with others closed behind. Shadows danced on the walls and lurked in the corners as they proceeded. At the end of the passage they found a second stairway case, ascending it slowly, gained the first floor. Careful, said the girl, as they gained the landing. He held the candle forward, and showed that bladusters had broken away, but he peered curiously into the void beneath. This is where the tramp hanged himself, I suppose, he said thoughtfully. You've got an unwholesome mind, said White as he walked on. It is quite creepy enough without you remembering that. Let's find a comfortable room and have a little nip of whiskey, a piece and a pipe. How will this do? He opened a door at the end of the passage and revealed a small square room. The girl led the way with a candle and felt first melting a drop or two tallow, chucking it on the mantelpiece, to... The others seated themselves on the floor, watched presently his white drew his pocket, a small bottle of whiskey and a tin cup. Hmm, I'm forgotten water, he exclaimed. I'll soon get some, said Miguel. He took finally the bell handle. A rusty dangling, a bell sounding from a distant kitchen. He rang again. Don't play the fool, said Barnes roughly. Miguel laughed, I only wanted to convince him so kind. This ought to be at any rate, one ghost," and so it's all. Barnes held out his hand for silence. Yes, and Miguel would grin. The other too, is anybody coming? Suppose you drop the this game and go back, said Barnes conternally. I don't believe in spirits, but nerves are outside, nobody's, uh, outside no, anybody's command. You can laugh as you like, but it really seemed to me, I heard a door open. The steps on the stairs. His voice was drowned in a roar of laughter. He's coming round," said Miguel in a smirk. "One well, way, out. Done with him. You will confirm, believe it. Well, we'll go and get some water. Will you, Barnes?" "No," was the reply. "Is there any? It might be. Is it? If if there is any, might be not be safe to drink after what he is. Lester you must do without it." Miguel it, nodded. And taking a seat on the floor, held his hand to the cup. Pipes of it, lit, clean, wholesome, so the and filled the room. White producer's pack of cards. Talk and laughter rang for the room, died away in reluctantly in distant corridors. Empty rules always delude me into the belief that I possess a deep voice in the girl, Tomorrow. He started up with a smouldered explanation, as the light went out and suddenly. something struck him on the head. The others ran to their feet. Then Miguel laughed. It's a it's a candle he clean. I didn't stick it up enough. Barnes stuck the match and relighting a candle, dug it onto the vanish, and sitting down took up his cards again. What are I going to say? said Miguel. Oh I know, tomorrow listen, said White, laying his hand on the other's sleeve. To my popper I really thought but heard a laugh. Look here, said Barnes, what do you say to going back? enough of this. I keep fancying that I am here for thing, things too, sounds or something moving, that a passage outside, I don't something fancy, but it's uncontrollable. them. So, go if you want to, said Miguel, we play, we should, we'll play dummy, or you'll ask the tramp to find, take your hand with you as you go downstairs, Barnes shivered, screamed angrily, you got to walk into the halfway door, a little. listen, go ahead, outside, said Miguel. Making over to, two, I dare you go down to the other one back by most yourself. Barnes my came back. Bending forward he lit his pipe the candle. I'm nervous but rational, he said, blowing out a thin cloud of smoke. My arrows tell me there's something prowling up and down the long passage outside. Reason tells me that is all nonsense. Where are my cards? Sat down again take out his hand. Looked through it carefully and led. You we all play white. He said, "Off the pools. White made no sign. Right, he's asleep, said the girl. Wake up, old man. Wake up, plain. Lester, in, who was sitting next to him, took the sleeping man by the arm and shook him. Gently first, and then with some roughness. A white, his head back against the wall, head bowed, made a sign. The girl bawled his ear, then turned a puzzled face to the others. And he sleeps like the dead, he said grimly. Well, there's still three of us to keep each other for company. Yes, said Lester, nodding. Oh, that's good lord, suppose, he broke off and away them trembling. Suppose what, said Miguel. Nothing, stammered Lester. Let's wake him. Try him again. Wait, wait. There no, goes Miguel, seriously. There's something wrong about that sleep. That's what I meant, said Lester. He goes to sleep like that. Why shouldn't he? Miguel sprang to his feet. Nonsense, he said roughly. He tied out, that's all. Still, let's make, take him and clear out. You take it later the barns will lead the way with a candle. Yes, who's that? He looked up quickly towards the door. Thought I heard somebody tap it. Tap, he said with a strange face laugh. laughed. Now, Lester, up with him. One, two, Lester, Lester. He's sprang forward too late, Lester, his hand buried in his arms and rolled over on the floor fast asleep. His utmost efforts failed to waken him. He's asleep. He's stammered asleep. He's barnes who had taken the candle from the mantelpiece stood peering at the sleepers in silence and dropping tallow over the floor we must get out of this said miguel quick barnes hesitated we can't leave him in he- he- here he began we must said miguel in shrunken tones to go but to sleep i shall go quick come he seized the other by an arm and strove to drag him to the floor door Barnes shook him off and putting the candle back in the men, please try again to rouse the sleepers. It's no good, he said at last, and turning them back, watched Miguel. don't you go to sleep, he said anxiously. Miguel shook his head. He stood for some time in an easy silence. When will shut the door, said Barnes at last. He crossed over and closed it gently. Then a scuffling behind him. He turned to Miguel in a heap on the stone. With a sharp cashier breath. He stood motionless. Inside the room the candle fluttering in a draught showed dimly the grotesque atti- attitudes of the sleepers. Beyond the door there seemed to be an overwrought imagination. A strange and then stealthy unrest. Going to whistle, his lips parts, in mechanical fashion. He stooped and began to pick up the cards which littered the floor. He stopped once or twice and stood and bent the head. Listening, the unrest outside came to increase. A loud creaking sounded from the stairs. Who is there? He cried loudly. The crease ceased. He thrust to the floor, flinging it open, strode out to the corridor, into the corridor. As he walked, his fears left him suddenly. Come on, he cried with a low laugh. All of you, all of you, show your faces, you infernal, ugly faces. Don't sulk. He laughed again and walked on. A heap in the fireplace put out it its head tortoise fashion, and listened to the, in horror to the retreating footsteps, till they become normal. The distance of the listener's features relaxed. Good lord, Lester, what are you doing mad? he said, in a frightened whisper. You must go after him. with no reply, Megale rushed under his feet. Did you do you hear? he cried. Thought you're falling now, this is serious, right? Lester, do you hear? He bent and surveyed them in an angry development. The room went, All right, he said, a trembling voice. You won't fight, They won't frighten me, you know. He talked away and walked with exaggerated carelessness direction the door. He went outside and peeped through the crack. The seeers did not stir. He glanced at the blackness behind, and came hastily into the room again. He stood a few seconds regarding them. The stillness in the house was horrible. He could not hear, them breathe. With sudden resolution he snatched a candle from the man at least. He held a frame to Wyatt's finger. This is then as he reeled back stupefied. footsteps began footsteps again became audible. He stood with a candle his shaking hand, listening. He heard him ascending a further sink staircase. But he stopped. Suddenly as he went to the door. He walked a little way across the passage. He went scurrying down the stairs, then a jog trot along the corridor below. He went back to the men's staircase. He seized again. From the time he hung on over the balusters, listening and trying to pierce the blackness below, then slowly, step by step, he made his way downstairs, holding the candle above his head, peered about him. Behind, he called? Where are you? Shaking with fright, he made his way along the passage, summoning up all his courage, pushed open doors, gazed fearfully into empty rooms. Quite suddenly heard footsteps in front of him. He followed slowly the fear of extinguishing the candle, till he led him last in the vast bare kitchen, with damp wheels and broken floor. In front of him the door leading to an inside room it had just closed. He ran towards it and flung it open. A cold air blew out the candle. He stood aghast. Vans, he cried again. Don't be afraid. It's Miguel. With no answer, he stood gazing into the darkness all the time. He ideas something close at hand. Watching was upon him. Then suddenly the steps broke out overhead again. He drew back hastily and passing through the kitchen, groped his way along the narrow passages. He could see now. Could he could now see better in the darkness. Very himself at last, in the front of the staircase began to descend it noiselessly. He reached the landing just in time to see a figure disappear at an angle of the wall. Still careful to make no noise, he followed the sound of steps till they led him to the top floor. He called a chase at the end of the short passage. Barnes, he whispered, Barnes! Something stirred in the darkness. A small curved circle of window, at the end of the passage just softened in blackness, and revealed the dim outlines, of a motionless figure. The girl, in place of advancing, stood almost as still, sudden horrible doubt took possession of him, his eyes fixed the shape in front. He fell back slowly as it, av- as it advanced upon him, burst in a terrible cry, arms, for God's sake, is that you? Echoes the echoes of voice left of the air quivering the figures behind for him. He no heed. The moment he tried to brace his carriage after drawing its approach, he was a cry, He turned and fled. The passages were long, like a maze. He's freed them, blinding the vast face searching stairs. If he could look it down and open the whole door. He caught all breath and a sniff and a sob. The steps had begun again. At a lumbering trot they clambered up and down the bare passages, in and out, up and down. Though so the searched search for him, he stood appalled. Then as they drew near, they entered a small room and stood behind the door, they rushed by. He came out and ran swiftly and noisily in the other direction. The moment these steps were after him, he found the long corridor, raced it to top speed, stairs he knew were at the end. Their steps close behind, he distended them in blind haste. The steps gained him, he shrank to the side to let them pass, still continuing his headlong flight. They suddenly seemed to slip off, uh, off the earth into space. Lester woke in the morning to find the sunshine steaming into the room, and White right sitting up regarding some perplexity, a barely blistered finger. "'Where are the others?' required Lester. "'Gone, I suppose,' said White. "'We must have been asleep.' Lester rose, stretching his stiffened limbs, dusted his clothes, his hands, and went out to the corridor. White followed. A noisy they approached the figure, which had been slaying asleep at the other end. So that revealed that they face the barns. "'Why? have been asleep,' he said. "'Surprised I don't remember coming in "'How did I get here? "'No feast to come for a nap,' Lester severely. And he pointed at the gap of the blisters, Look here, there! No you could Where would you have been? He little carelessly to the edges looked over. he Responsive st- startled cry. The others drew near. All three stood staring at the dead man below. The others drew near. The others drew near. And all three stood gazing at the dead man... below.